0: You're listening to the Option Alpha podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered in iTunes and online because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you make smarter trades. So thanks so much again for tuning in today, got a really cool episode, kind of going back to basics here a little bit, talking about option Greeks. And If you're new to trading or even if you've been an experienced trader before, this is going to be a really cool episode for you to learn a little bit more in depth about how the Greeks work and mainly which ones should we really be focusing on as traders. Because I think some of them are important to know, some of them are important to understand, but you don't really need to focus on some of these Greeks as much as some of the other ones. So Let's jump right into it and get started here and just talking about these Greeks. Now, the first thing you have to understand is that obviously trying to predict the price of a single option or even a position involving multiple options can actually be pretty difficult in the market. And what some people do is they get confused because you'll often see maybe the value of a stock rise or the value of the stock fall. And if you have a certain option on either side of the market, you assume that just because that stock rises that you should make money or lose money or whatever the case is. think in linear terms and the difference now with options as opposed to stock is that there's multiple factors that actually go into the price of an option. It's not just purely the directional move. In fact, a big question I often get from new people who start out in our membership program is they have a call option that maybe they were long and the value of the stock went up and they think, okay, well, I have this long call option, the value of the stock goes up, naturally I should make money. But what if implied volatility went down? Or what if it took two weeks for the value of the stock to go up? So there's a lot of different factors here. And hopefully we're going to kind of clarify how options are priced in this podcast that we're doing here today. Now, option traders often refer to the delta, gamma, vega, and theta of their position collectively as the terms that we call the Greeks. Those are the main four Greeks. Now, there's rho, which is an option's sensitivity to interest rates. Not as important right now and not generally as important with shorter dated options as is with long-term options. So for the purposes of this podcast that we're doing here today, we're just going to talk about delta, gamma, vega, and theta. Now, before we get into describing each one of these and then eventually talking about which ones you should really focus on, it's important that you realize right away that the Greeks actually don't determine pricing. That's a big misconception. See, most people think that the Greeks determine pricing for an option, and that's not true. What actually happens is that the Greeks reflect what could happen in an options price or how the price of an option can change for things like a move in the stock, implied volatility, time decay, getting closer to expiration, etc. So all that the Greeks do is give you an estimate of what could happen based on different factors or if different levers are pulled or pressed in the market. And that's really what you need to focus on with the Greeks. So let's start building a little bit deeper understanding of how these Greeks come about. And I think the first thing you have to understand is that there are really two main categories that go into an options price. And I'll have some uh, really cool little graphs that are posted to the show notes page. You just have to go to optionalpha.com slash show44. Again, that's optionalpha.com slash show44. And then you can grab these graphs and see these as we're talking about them. But basically, options pricing breaks down into two different broad categories first and foremost. The first thing is intrinsic value. And that really is the difference between the strike price and the spot price or the price of the underlying stock at the time. So does the option contract have intrinsic value right now. And so an example of that might be, let's say that a stock is trading at $100. You might have a call option with a strike price of $90. Well, you've got $10 of intrinsic value or value right now, everything else not included. So if you exercised your call option, you could buy stock at $90 and sell it back at the market price of $100. It's got $10 of intrinsic value right now. Now the other big block in option pricing is time value. Now this is the extrinsic part of an option pricing. You call it extrinsic value, time value. It's all the other things that basically lead into an options price and things like time to maturity. So how long does this option have until expiration? Generally the longer the time period until expiration, the more valuable the contract is and that's because there's more time for the stock to swing into a profitable zone or not. And then the other component of this time or extrinsic value is volatility. So how volatile is the market? Is the market swinging 10% up and down every month? Is it swinging 2% up and down every month? Naturally, the more volatile that the market is, just like time to expiration or time to maturity, naturally the more volatile the market is the higher the value of the option. Because if you have an option contract and the stock is swinging 10% a month, well you could have a really big gain in one month because the stock may run up 10%. If you have an option contract on a stock that's only swinging maybe 2% a month, you might not have an opportunity to make a lot of money because the stock's not as volatile. It's not likely to rise or fall as fast as maybe some other stock. And then the third component of time value is really this row or rate of interest. And again, it's less concerning with near-date options because interest rates don't have that big of an effect on options. So it is in there, and we do want to throw that in there. We're not discounting it. It's just something that we don't really focus on. Now, when we actually get deeper into the option Greeks, like I said, there's basically four main ones that we're going to focus on. Now, the first one is delta. Delta is basically your assumption of intrinsic value, or basically gives you a good idea of how much value that option contract has in relative stock terms. I know that's hard to describe, so we'll go through an example here in a second, but I just wanted to let you know that most of the time your delta is going to be giving you an assumption of how valuable the intrinsic value of that stock is likely to be, or or how much. That stock is likely to move with the move in the underlying stock. Okay. So, in terms of Greek, let's, or deltas, let's first cover delta. Now, delta is the amount an option price is expected to move based on a $1 move up in the underlying stock. So, again, I'll say that again. Delta is the amount an option price is expected to move based on a $1 move up in the underlying stock. Now it's important to know that it's always based on a $1 move. So it doesn't matter if you're trading a $2 stock or a $200 stock, your delta is always gonna be showing based on a $1 move up in that stock. Now naturally, calls have a positive delta, usually between a zero and one, because as a stock's price moves up, right, as we're talking about this intrinsic value, as a stock's price moves up, then the value of that call option goes up put options have negative delta because as the price of a stock moves up, that's bad for put option holders. So if you're long put options and you want the stock to go down, the value of the stock goes up, that's not good for you. So put options always have a negative delta between zero and negative one. When the option delta is at one, that means that the option is at parity with the stock. It means that every dollar that the stock moves higher the option contract is gonna move higher by a dollar as well. Okay, so that's what the extremes mean. Now, everything in between there is basically gonna show you how much money you can make based on certain moves up in the price of an option. So, for example, if you're looking at a call option that has, let's say, a delta of .5, then that means that every time that the stock moves up by one dollar, then the value of your option contract should change by .5. It should go up by .5 or $50 in real terms. That also means that whatever happens in reverse is also going to impact the value of your option. So if the stock actually goes down by a dollar, then your option contract, everything else being equal, should lose .5 or $50 in value because of that downward move in the stock. So Delta is always showing you basically how much money you could make based on the change in the underlying stock. Now, another way that you can look at it, and we talked about this earlier, is that it shows you the number of relative shares that you own as that option buyer or seller at the time. So if you have, let's say, a 50 Delta call option, you basically are in a position that will act and behave as if you are long 50 shares of stock. Now yes, we know that the option contract controls 100 shares of stock, but every time that the stock moves up by a dollar, you're only seeing 50 cents on the dollar of benefit in that move up. You're not seeing the full one dollar increase in price. So that's why you can use Delta as an approximate for how many shares of stock your position is going to act like. So, if you have a 30 delta call option, it basically acts like 30 shares of stock. If you have a 10 delta call option, it basically acts like 10 shares of stock. And the same thing works in the reverse. With put options, if you have a negative, let's say 50 delta put option, then that means that you are in a position that is going to act like you're short 50 shares of stock. or That's how the delta is going to appreciate or increase in value based on different moves in the stock, okay? So that's the real key point here with Delta that we have to get across. Now, another way that you can use Delta before we move on, I know we're harping on Delta here, but it is one of the more important ones, is you can use Delta as an approximate, it's not always gonna be great, but it's an approximate for your probability of success when trading out of the money options. So if you are looking at a stock that's trading at $100, and let's say the call with a strike price of $125, has a 0.3 delta, then that call option at 125 has about a 30% chance of being in the money at expiration. So that 0.3 delta is equivalent to about a 30% chance of being in the money or profitable at expiration, meaning that the stock would rise in value from 100 to 125 or somewhere beyond that. You can use the inverse of that, obviously, to determine and say, okay, if there's a 30% chance that it's above 125, that means that there's a 70% chance that it never gets above 125. And so that's one of the ways that you can use deltas if you're a broker platform or whatever you use to... Look up option pricing doesn't have a way to determine the probability of success or the probability of winning or losing at any one particular strike price. You can use Delta as an approximate. Now, again, it's not always going to be a hundred percent accurate, meaning like the actual probabilities might be 28% and the Delta might be 0.3 or 30%. So there's a little bit of variance in there and you have to obviously, you know, use your head a little bit and kind of use a little bit of rational thinking, but it's going to be very, very close to the likelihood of success in making that trade. Now, the next option Greek that we want to talk about is gamma. Now, gamma is the rate of change in delta based on a $1 change in the stock price. So again, I'll say it again just so we're all clear. Gamma is the rate of change in delta based on a $1 change in the stock price. So if delta is really the speed at which option prices change, then you can think of gamma as the acceleration in that option pricing because option prices are not always linear, meaning that they can increase exponentially and they can decrease in value exponentially. And this is that impact, that gamma acceleration. Now options with the highest gamma are most sensitive to stock price changes. And it really is kind of looking at the next dollar higher. So delta really shows you, okay, if the value of the stock goes up by one dollar, delta can show you how much you can make or lose on that option. Gamma is showing you, okay, if the stock goes up another dollar beyond that, now you can start to make incrementally more on that option or start to lose incrementally more. So gamma is this acceleration factor. Now what's important to note is that gamma always increases across the board as you get closer to expiration. So one of the things you'll often hear, whether you're listening to us or other traders out there, is that the gamma risk is too high near expiration. And what that means is that as you near expiration, Option values start to move very quickly with the underlying stock price because now time decay is being sucked out of the value of contracts. Volatility is no longer such a big factor as we're coming closer to expiration. So now all that the options price is doing is it's moving very, very quickly with the underlying price of the stock, basically moving with the intrinsic value of the stock if there is any. So the risk as you get closer to expiration is that gamma increases and that your position could be a winner and then a loser in a matter of minutes, meaning the difference in price of that option contract could move wildly within a matter of minutes or even a couple of days as we near expiration. Now the next option Greek that we want to talk about is theta. Now theta is time decay and really it's enemy number one for the option buyer. On the other hand, it's usually the option sellers like us. It becomes our best friend. Theta is the amount that the price of calls and puts will decrease every single day as the option approaches its expiration. Now you can think of theta as the slow drip of water that is getting slowly pulled out of a bucket, right? So, like if you have a bucket and your bucket is the option contract, it's filled with water, filled with value. Well, theta is that slow drip or that slow leak of value that happens every single day regardless of whatever happens in the market. Now, it's important to understand that theta is always negative for all options. Options decay in value as you get closer to expiration. It's just what happens in the market. Now, theta obviously increases exponentially, meaning that far out of the money options, maybe with expiration dates six months out or nine months out, they have very small, almost minimal theta decay because there's a lot of time left. As you approach options expiration, as you approach that expiration date, the theta value or that drip, that leakage in value for option buyers starts to increase exponentially. And it's right around 40, 45 days that it really starts to get very, very quick. And then of course, the last couple of days, theta decay can be upwards of 10, 15, $20 a day in lost value as you get near expiration. As options traders and sellers in particular, Theta is really our best friend. Theta is what basically forces the market to make abnormal moves and only when the market makes an abnormal or outside of the expected range move do we end up actually losing money. So for us as option sellers, in my case, I love Theta. Theta is really my friend. Theta is that slow drip, that consistent value that we get from selling options, and we always know that it's always going to be there. It's always going to be steady and increasing as we get towards expiration. Now the last option Greek that we want to talk about is vega. Now I always remember V and vega stands for volatility, that's the way I just always remember. And so vega is the amount that a call or put options price will change for every 1% change in implied volatility, usually a change up in implied volatility. Now, vega does not have any effect on intrinsic value of options, because vega, or volatility, is all extrinsically focused, meaning it's all future-based, so intrinsic value, or the difference between the strike price and the stock price, has nothing to do with implied volatility in the market, or what the market expects the stock to do, so you got to remember that vega is only focusing on the extrinsic part of the option contract's value and really only affects this time value in the future. Now that said, in our opinion, implied volatility or vega is the most critical element of options pricing because it's the only unknown. So if you really think about it, you know the intrinsic value or you know what your delta is, the difference between where the stock price is and where the strike price is you know what the gamma risk is going to be, you know what the theta decay is going to be because time until expiration is known. The only unknown element in options pricing is this, and that's volatility. How volatile does the market expect the stock to be in the future? And so for that reason, it's this volatility factor that becomes the biggest linchpin for option pricing and whether we determine that we need to sell options or whether we determine that we need to buy options. Now, to just kind of step back here a little bit, because I know I went a little bit fast, I got a little bit excited talking about vega and volatility. I want to get back to how vega affects an options price. So really, again, it's looking at a 1% change in volatility. Now most options, or all options, have positive vega, meaning that if volatility rises, that is good for all options. It's not just good for calls, it's good for puts, because if volatility rises, that means that the stock could swing higher or could swing lower in a bigger range and that's good for both options on both sides. So that also means that if volatility contracts, then the value of that option contract goes down as well on both sides because as the stock gets less and less volatile, as the swings that the market expects becomes more and more narrow, then the value of options on both sides goes down because now the stock is gonna be range-bound, it's not really gonna move, And that means that these option contracts that are far out aren't going to have a lot of value. There's not a good chance that the stock could swing into your profitable range or profitable zone. Now, it's important that we also look at everything rolled in here together. So, we've talked about already Delta, Gamma, Theta, and Vega, but we have to understand is that an options price is being pulled in all of these different directions by these main four Greeks or these four elements of the market. So as the market moves every single day, you have a change in stock price which affects delta and which affects gamma. And that extra day of time now is affecting theta or time decay. And now as the stock is moving, implied volatility is getting repriced, meaning that now the market may expect the stock to be more or less volatile. So, all of these Greeks have to add up together every single day to show you kind of what the possible impact is going to be on your options price. It's not just one or the other. You have to remember that every single day as the stock moves, as volatility expands or contracts, as you get closer to expiration, the options value is going to be pulled in all kinds of different directions by these main factors. Okay, so now we've basically covered the four main Greeks, okay, and why they're important, how to use them. In our opinion now, I think that the two main Greeks that you need to focus on are Delta and Vega. Now, I want to start with Vega because we just finished talking about it, and it's not that you have to look at Vega every single day. In fact, I don't look at Vega every single day. Vega is something that I know is there that I can check and reference, but it's not something I actively look at for an options strike price. So, for any particular strike that I'm trading or contract, it's not that I monitor that line item and that vega of that particular option contract, it's just the overall concept of understanding that option pricing will rise as volatility rises and will fall as volatility falls. Because this is really how you determine the type of strategy that you're going to execute in the market is based on volatility, because if you have an options contract, and you're trading something, and the stock never moves but volatility expands, well then all option prices go up. The stock never had to move. Even if the stock moves a little higher or a little bit lower, and volatility still goes up, all option prices are still going to go up because of that volatility expansion. And so, This concept of understanding and being on the right side of volatility is so, so important. That's why we harp on it so much here and we have for years and years about being on the right side of volatility because it's probably one of the most important things that you can do. Now, the other option Greek that I think is the next in line or kind of like the queen to the king volatility is really delta. And delta is important not because you can just understand how the value of the option changes with the change in the stock price, but delta is important because of what we talked about earlier in that you can use it as an approximate for your probability of success selling options far out of the money. Again, if you use most broker platforms nowadays and the technology is advancing even faster, so by the time that maybe you listen to this podcast, even if it's a couple weeks or a couple months out, your broker platform may now start to show you probabilities of success. But it's this delta component that you can use as your approximate for how likely you are to win on an option trade, either buying or selling. Again, just to use another example like we talked about before. If you are looking at let's say a call option with a delta of 20, then that means that there's about a 20% chance that the stock closes above your strike price at expiration. On the inverse, it also means that there's about an 80% chance that it never closes above your strike price. Knowing that one component can really change how you trade that stock. If you think that the stock is going to go higher by $20, but then you actually look at option pricing and determine, look, you know, even though I think the stock is going to go higher by $20, The market never really expects the stock to go that high because of whatever number of factors. Maybe it's never made a move that high, maybe volatility is low, maybe it's too close until expiration. Now this delta component gives you an idea of how likely you are to win on that $20 expectation of a stock moving higher. Maybe you should buy options, maybe you should sell, whatever the result is, at least it gives you some context as to what you can do with these contracts. So I hopefully this podcast has been really helpful for you in understanding the option Greeks and more specifically, which option Greeks are important to look at. Like I said, there's four main ones that we focus on that are four main option Greeks that you can look at. Really, the two main ones are V for volatility and vega and delta as a way to use and approximate probability of success. Now let's get into the closing bell and we're going to take a look at a new trade that we're placing in SLV. The closing bell find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. All right, so in today's closing bell segment, I want to talk through a new trade that we are just placing and actually have a working order for right now in SLV. Now, SLV is the iShares Silver ETF Trust and basically tracks the price of silver. It's not exact, but it kind of tracks the price of silver. Now, recently the time that we're doing this recording, this is on April 29th, the value of silver and gold and kind of precious metals in general has really exploded. So it's gone up really high recently and up to a high of around, at least on silver, around $17, so that's where SLV is trading right now. Now we've kind of been not late to this game, but we traded a lot of this move and made some good money in silver, and recently as silver has made a move from the low teens in 13 up to around 16, we started to get a little bit more aggressive because implied volatility expanded, V, Vega, expanded in the value of these contracts, and now it looks to be a good bet or a good trade for option selling. In the case of SLV, we started actually trading some SLV about a week and a half ago and we sold some 16 straddles, some 16 and a half straddles, and now with silver a little bit higher we're continuing to sell these sets of straddles and selling the 17 straddles for the June expiration. Now again, the reason that we're doing that right now is because volatility is really high in silver. It's in the 80th rank right now, which means that it's actually probably about as high as it's been in the last year that we've seen silver. In fact, we haven't even traded silver in over a year until recently because it just hasn't seen really good implied volatility. But with the 17 straddle in June, we're basically looking at a trade that's basically got about 47 days to go until expiration. So kind of at that sweet spot for time decay that we were talking about earlier or theta decay. And right now we can collect a premium of $1.44 for each of these straddles that we're selling. Now we're selling a set of 3 Obviously, if you're a member, you've already seen this trade, or it's already come out, you've already seen what we're doing here, Uh, but with these straddles, we're collecting a big premium because volatility is really high. We're selling at the money options, we're selling the 17 call and the 17 put. The stock is trading right at 17 right now, so we're trying to take in as much premium as possible. Now, remember, because we sold these straddles for $1.44 each that basically moves our break even point out on either end from 17 $1.44 out on either direction. So we're basically looking at about 18 and a half and about 15 and a half on the bottom side as far as our break even points on this particular trade. So this is a nice little trade for us we're doing it naked because we have the capital right now, we have the capacity to do this type of trade in SLV. There hasn't been a lot of volatility in the market, so for us the ability to do this and and basically use up a little bit of our capital to potentially make a couple hundred dollars on this trade is pretty good. Now, like I said, we've already started trading the 16 straddles, the 16 and a half and the 17s. So, we're just slowly scaling into this position and moving with the market. It's one of the things I like to do is ladder or stack my trades. I don't like to throw you know 20 contracts in at one time, I'll do groups of three, or groups of four, or groups of five, and kind of move with the market. And since silver's been very volatile, I think this is actually working out pretty well. So anything that happens in silver, if we get a little bit of a pullback, can generally overall be good for this position, but again, we don't know where it's going to go. Right now it's closing at the highs or near the highs of the day around 17, but I think it, it could be in for a little bit of a pullback here short term, and if that happens and volatility drops. And we end up making a little bit of money on this trade, which is obviously the goal. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at OptionAlpha.com. Alright, so real quick, I just want to tell you, it means the world to me that you tune in and listen to my show and apply the strategies that we talk about in your own life and in your own account. And again, that you take me with you on this journey as you continue to trade options and basically change your life by making smarter decisions. Now, there's not a day that goes by that I don't realize how blessed I am to be able to do this and I'm humbled to have your trust and couldn't do this without your support. Now, I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. As always, you can get additional resources, links mentioned in the show, and any related video training from today's show by going to optionalpha.com slash show44. That's just the number 44 optionalphacom slash show44. And of course, if you like this show today, please head on over to iTunes, give us a rating. It's honestly the best way to get the show into the hands of those who need it the most, and I would be extremely grateful.